0: Good evening, friends, on this Monday Thursday evening, and we welcome to worship all of you as beloved people of God. I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm. We welcome those who are here for our drive-in radio service, as well as those who join us by Facebook Live, by phone-in, and by streaming. Monday Thursday begins the three days Which also include Good Friday and Easter Sunday. These days, the most solemn and the most joyous festival of the whole year for the followers of Jesus Christ. Monday, Thursday is a remembrance of Jesus and his disciples gathered for the Last Supper. Monday is an English form of the Latin word for commandment. Jesus' commandment is to love one another as i have loved you. Jesus love is lived out in his sacrificial death for us and we taste that love in holy communion. Holy communion is celebrated this evening and all those who are here in the parking lot for our drive-in radio broadcast will have pre-packaged communion elements brought to your car. For those who are worshiping from home who would like to commune this evening You are invited to prepare your own communion elements, bread or cracker, wine or juice, before the communion liturgy. And following the words of institution and the Lord's Prayer, I will invite everyone to commune. As we enter into worship now, let us center our hearts in God. We gather in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends in Christ, Lent began on Ash Wednesday, and Lent in this time of the church year is filled with thoughts of repentance, repentance and sorrow for sin. Our service on this evening marks the end of the long time of repentance and includes an invitation to confession and the receiving of the absolution, the forgiveness of sin. We also hear tonight our Lord's command to love one another, and this is possible because we are already loved by Jesus. We taste this love as we receive the Lord's meal of forgiveness and new life and prepare to meditate on the mystery of our Lord's loving redemption found in the cross on Good Friday. I invite you now to confess your sin and hear the promise of God's forgiveness. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all of our sin. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Holy God, source of all love, on the night of his betrayal, Jesus gave us a new commandment to love one another as he loves us. Write this commandment in our hearts and give us the will to serve others as he was a servant to all. Your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our scripture reading, the first reading from Exodus. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall mark for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell the whole congregation of Israel that on the tenth of this month they are to take a lamb for each family a lamb for each household. If a household is too small for a whole lamb, it shall join its closest neighbor in obtaining one. The lamb shall be divided in proportion to the number of people who eat it. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a year-old male. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the fourteenth day of this month. Then the whole assembled congregation of Israel shall slaughter it at twilight. They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lentil of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the lamb that same night. They shall eat it roasted over the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roast it over the fire with its head, legs, and inner organs. You shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning you shall burn. This is how you shall eat it. Your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, your staff in your hand, you shall eat it hurriedly. It is the Passover of the Lord. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night. I will strike down every firstborn in the land of Egypt, both human beings and animals. On all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. The blood shall be assigned for you on the houses where you live. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague shall destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be a day of remembrance for you. You shall celebrate as a festival to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you shall observe it as a perpetual ordinance. Here ends the reading. Our second reading from 1 Corinthians. Paul writes, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Here ends the reading. Our Gospel from John, the 13th chapter. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it in the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus, And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and wiped them with a towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean, and you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, he put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example, that you also should Do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God also will glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you. Where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. By this everyone will know, you are my disciples, if you love, love one another. This is the Gospel of the Lord. It was a Thursday evening like this one. The next day, Jesus would die. Jesus knew his death was approaching. He told his disciples this. They were at supper together. It was the Passover supper, it was that same supper that was to be observed every year, annually, as a perpetual ordinance. As we heard reading from Exodus, they were at this supper together. It would be the Last Supper. And they came into that room. Jesus took that basin of water and a towel, washed the dusty feet of each one of them. Normally, this was a chore done by a servant of the house. Jesus did that servant chore for his disciples so they would be clear about the meaning of his life among them, the purpose also of their lives when he was no longer with them, to love one another, to serve one another. You also ought to wash one another's feet, Jesus said. The washing of feet is a real example of the larger lesson for living God's way. Just as I have loved you, you should love one another, Jesus said. What is Jesus calling his followers to do? To treat one another with love. Even when it's a chore, even when it's difficult, even when it doesn't make sense. In verse 2 of our gospel reading, one of the disciples receives special mention, Judas. Judas is present with the other disciples, and Jesus washes Judas's feet right along with the other disciples. And that foot washing is followed by Judas's betrayal of Jesus in verses 21 to 30. Jesus was fully aware of what Judas was planning. And he said openly to all the disciples, one of you will betray me. Peter spoke up and asked, well, Lord, who is it? And Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. And Jesus dipped the bread and gave it to Judas. We can almost feel the sadness in this scene. How Jesus must have mourned Judas' refusal to receive the love he so dearly wants to give him and wants him to know. The love that Jesus showed Judas by washing his feet by showing how low he would stoop to serve Judas with his love, unconditional love. Jesus' love is rejected by Judas, but that does not change Jesus' love for him. For Jesus' love is a love for a betraying friend. Jesus' love is a love for a friend whose choices hurt and sabotage the very relationship Jesus has given himself for. Jesus' love is a forgiving love, right out front, from the beginning right to the end. Jesus' love loves always. It is the kind of love we pray for in the Lord's Prayer when we pray the fifth petition, Forgive us our sins thus, Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we are saying, in effect, God, please keep on forgiving us, and we'll keep on forgiving others because that is how you have treated us. And that loving act is the only way to bring healing in this broken world. Anne Lamott tells the true story of a California coastal town, a community of 1,500 people. A few years ago, four older teenage boys from town had camped out at Mount Vision overnight. They had camped out illegally, and they had built a campfire. They buried the campfire under some dirt when they left the next morning. The campfire, however, still had embers burning and in the wind of the daytime. The embers flared to life. And it caused a massive fire that raged and rampaged the region and destroyed 12,000 acres of wilderness and burned nearly 50 homes. The loss of wildlife included deer and birds, coyote, bobcats, mountain lions. It was as if a bomb had fallen. San Francisco Chronicle published a letter that described the heroism of the firefighters, the community's round-the-clock efforts to save whatever could be saved, The four teenage boys who had accidentally started the fire turned themselves in early on with their parents beside them. As the townspeople worked through their loss and pain, there came a point where the grieving community held a picnic where people came together to share stories, to shed tears, and listen as speakers honored firefighters and others who were helpful and generous. The whole town turned out. The president of the Board of Firefighters gave a speech, but at the end he shifted the focus away from what many expected he would say. He talked about how in ancient times people who did damage to a town were sent to live outside its walls. Beyond the pale is what it was, beyond the boundary, beyond the community, beyond being included. And protected. He mentioned the four teenage boys, young men, he called them, those who had started the Mount Vision fire. And he heard that their families were thinking of moving away from town. He thought the town should make it clear to the families that they should stay, that they were wanted, that they were needed in the community. There was applause. People whose houses had burned came up to the speaker to say they agreed with the plan. The town wanted these young men inside the ring of protection, inside the pale inside the community. The author of the letter to the San Francisco Chronicle wrote, so what seems to me to be happening in that community, which has just fought so hard, so stubbornly to save itself from complete devastation, has turned almost without missing a beat to try to save the future of four young men. Father, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Relationships matter to God. And Jesus teaches us the way to bring new life into our lives, into our relationships. During the last moments of his life, Jesus was faced with being mocked, beaten, nailed to a Roman cross, a humiliating, brutal death. Jesus, overlooking all who had betrayed him, scorned him, those who were killing him, spoke the words of the prayer, Father, forgive them. No one had asked for forgiveness. None of his disciples, no one in the crowd, none of the religious leaders who were complicit in his death, not the soldiers. No one had asked for forgiveness, and yet forgiveness had been given. By speaking the word of forgiveness before anyone even acknowledged the need for forgiveness, Jesus created this loving space for forgiveness into which anyone could move. And anyone who entered this space was free from the weight of sin, free to begin again. And this is the kind of space that we enter as the community of Jesus. We are brought, in a sense, from beyond the pale to the space inside, inside the fence, inside the community, to a space where we are safe, forgiven, loved, and given new life. As we taste that forgiveness in the bread and the wine of Jesus' body and blood, we know we are forgiven. We are free to begin again, for our future has been to to God. I invite you now to join as we affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, everlasting amen let us pray now for the whole people of god in christ jesus for all people according to their needs O god we offer you the sacrifice of thanksgiving for your son who offered his life for us and gave us his body and blood renew us through this sacrament that we may grow in faith lord in your mercy hear our prayer On the night in which you're betrayed, he prayed that all might be one. Draw all who share in this meal closer to you and to one another. By your Son's example of humility and love, strengthen us to love one another, to serve the needy, to work for peace and justice in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we pray this night for those who are sick. Those who fear death, those who mourn, the lonely, the forgotten, the hungry, the homeless, those who feel cut off from community, those who are isolated, those who are forgotten, all those who are in need of our prayers, give them your help, O Lord, and use us to serve too. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Unite us with all the faithful at that great and promised feast when Christ returns in final victory. Into your hands now, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, who endured the cross, who forgives our sins, and feeds us at his table. Amen. We give thanks for the gift of forgiveness, for the new life that Jesus gives. And we give thanks for the mission of our congregation where we have the opportunity to communicate this new life in our community here. Thank you for your support of the ministry of United Lutheran Church, for your offerings, for your gifts in Jesus' name. God bless you in your stewardship. Let us pray. God of grace and glory, receive the gifts we bring to you today today along with the offering of our lives, as Jesus was lifted up from the earth, draw us to your heart. Draw us this close to your love in the midst of this world that all creation may be brought from bondage to freedom, from darkness to light, from death to life. Amen. The night which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup. When he had given thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. We pray together the prayer our Lord taught us, our Father, The body of Christ given for you, and the blood of Christ shed for you, you may commune now. you and keep you in his grace let us pray we give you thanks almighty god you have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life in your mercy strengthen us through this gift in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another for the sake of jesus christ our lord amen before the benediction and dismissal just like to remind everyone Those who are worshiping here, but also those who are joining us by Facebook Live, phone in and streaming. We do have worship on Good Friday at the same time, 7 o'clock p.m. And also, just to remind you, our our Sunday schedule for Easter, the festival, this Sunday, 9 o'clock service, parking lot drive-in, worship with communion, and then we also will have 10 o'clock Facebook Live, phone-in, and streaming. And our 10 o'clock service will also be able to be heard from the parking lot as a drive-in worship as well. We look forward to our remaining worship services on this holy week. May God bless you as you worship. And now receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.